Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Business. I'm your host, Jill Thomas, and this show is about helping business owners create success faster and more easily than they thought possible. This week's guest is Jackie Hansel, and she's a speech pathologist, a freelance copy editor, a YouTuber, a podcast producer, and co-host, and she is learning how to follow her joy, do things with love, fill her heart up with love, and hopefully fill others' hearts too. So that is the most perfect intro I think I've ever received. And also, I absolutely love the fact that you have a job and not just one business, but you've got two businesses. And I that makes me so happy because I really feel like people need to have more chairs or more rungs on the chair, you know, keeping their finances kind of flowing with multiple streams of income. So tell us how that sort of took place. What came first? What's the flow? Tell me about that. Sure. Um, The speech pathologist came first, although I have not been doing that since college. Um, I, after college, if you want me to go into that, um, I majored in Spanish and minored in French and wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew eventually I'd go to grad school for something. Um, I didn't want to be a teacher at the time. And now I work in a school, so it's kind of funny. Um, And I really wanted to live in New York City. I live in upstate New York and I grew up in upstate New York. And you can hardly tell I, with that accent or anything. Yes, hardly tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell. That's yeah, right. Can't. You can't hear it. You, no, of course not. I, I'm the one yeah. with the accent, not you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so I that was my main goal. And I found a job in the city and it was in headhunting and I hated it. I loved the people I worked with. It was all young people right out of college and it got me to the city. So then I got a job at Morgan Stanley um, in Times Square first as an assistant in the investment banking division, the real estate investment banking division. Long story short, I ended up getting a job in human resources and it was it was fun. And I did campus recruiting for investment banking. Um, I got to travel. I organized events, went to different Ivy League schools. It was really great. And 9-11 happened and it kind of hit me and a lot of people like, what am I doing with my life? Um, and I knew, and I loved the job. And I was, I think at the time I was 25, I was not that old, but um, I was like, I can't keep doing this job where I'm, we're, well, I wasn't directly hiring people, but we were hiring bankers that were younger than me and making like <laughs> triple times what I was making. I was like, yeah, I, no, I don't want to keep doing this. So I started to think about teaching and there and um, along those lines. And then I um, I also had back a few years before that prior, my sister studied to be an occupational therapist and we were, she was talking about her friend who was studying to be a speech pathologist. And I was like, wait a minute, what is that exactly? And I ended up like observing some speech pathologists and was kind of interested in that. So I went, I ended up going to grad school at 29, which at the time I thought was so old. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be the adult in the room that like everybody wants to leave. And they're like, one more, any more questions? I'll be like, me. <laughs> so I hate to say that, but I always remembered the adults in college that were like asking so many questions. You're like, I just want to go. Anyway, um, so I moved back upstate uh, to uh, Sorgates, Sorgates, where I grew up and I moved in with my parents and went up and commuted to St. Rose in Albany, which is an hour, you know, back and forth. Um, anyway, so I became a speech pathologist. And at first, I really wanted to work in a hospital and work with adults. And I loved the medical side of it. 
Um, but there was only a part-time position. So I also had to do something else. So I did what's called early intervention and preschool. And I traveled to homes and preschools and did that. And as my first, what they call your clinical fellowship year went on, I realized I really loved the kids. The hospital um, got, it was depressing, uh, as you might imagine. I mean, we would go in and we do what's called a swallow eval and, most times we're telling people you can't eat normal textured food anymore. You have to mush it up. And like the best part of their day was eating. So it got very sad. And um, you'd see repeat people coming back. You know, they had a stroke, then they came, then they left and they came back because they had another stroke. Just, it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't for me anymore. So anyway, I decided to do the work with the children full time. And this job popped up at a school district that I'm in now. And I didn't know if I wanted to work in a school just because of the stuff that comes with the school. And, but I did. And now I'm in the district for 15 years. And at first I started in the middle school, high school, and now I'm at an elementary school. Um, anyway, uh, how I got to doing other things, um, really, I think it was, it was really COVID what happened. Um, when COVID happened, you know, I still worked. Uh, we worked remotely. It was definitely really hard. Uh, I was exhausted. Like I would work three hours straight doing therapy online and it felt like six hours. Like it was just very draining and trying to keep the kids attention. I mean, I got used to it, but, um, and it wasn't even that I was like, what else can I do? I didn't even think about that, but I started to listen to podcasts, um, a lot. And then, um, one podcast I listened to, actually before the podcast thing, I started editing. I always loved, I loved writing and I tried to write a book years ago and I took a writing class, but to be honest, I felt like the writing class beat me down a little bit. <laughs> like I would read what I wrote and I felt like it just would get torn apart, not by the other people in the class. Not that they'd say it was bad, but I was like, wow, maybe this doesn't come, I hate to say, as easy to me as I thought it did. Maybe I'm really not as good as a writer as I thought. But I did always like to edit. Um, even in college, if my roommates, my sweetmates had a paper due, I was like, I'll read, I'll proofread it for you. I don't, I don't, I loved it. I loved proofreading and, and editing. So um basically, this is what's really funny is so during COVID, I started, like I said, started listening to podcasts. This couple that I followed, um, on YouTube, uh, they do yoga videos. You might have heard of Boho Beautiful. I don't know. There are a couple. Yeah, I think they, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So they traveled all over the world and made yoga, beautiful yoga videos. I mean, they did kind of what a lot of people dream about. They sold all their stuff. They had lived in, I think, Toronto. And anyway, um, I followed them and they were doing a lot during COVID. Like they would do lives and um, they would do live yoga videos and really tr getting the community together. And they were on a lot of podcasts. And one of them was Awakenings with Michelle Mache. <laughs> so big that's how I her found her work, big fan of her work. Yes. And so I found her. And as soon as I listened to her, I was like, I love her. She's just there's something so comforting about her voice. And, you know, she does readings in the beginning. And then she has a guest and she gives a lot of good information. And she's very down to earth. She's a she's a psychic for those of you who don't know. And a lot of stuff. She's a hypnotherapist, a counselor, like, you know, I don't, a lot of stuff. So anyway, um, for, I decided for my birthday, I think it was 2021. I was like, I'm going to get myself a reading with her. So I did a reading with her. And one of the first things she said to me, she's like, 
editing's your jam. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how she would word it too. She's very yes, practical she in the that. way she speaks. It's it's like, yeah, you got to do this <laughs> and don't do that. And yes, yeah. I, I love that about her. So yeah. we're talking about Michelle Mache, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she, and so I was like, editing. And she's like, yeah, you really, you have a talent for editing. I was like, that does not sound glamorous. I literally said to her, I'm like, that does not sound very, I'm like, what do you, really? She's like, yeah. She goes, did you go to school for it? I'm like, well, not really. Anyway, I was like, I do love it. And she's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to do editing and all this stuff. She ended up actually having me do editing for her. Um, She needed help. She said she meditated on it. And I can't, not my name, but she said like, she was asking for help and, there I was, I guess. And um, no pressure. So I would ask no pressure, her Jackie. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> divine. You're you know, the one. You must do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I edited like course description for her, worked a lot on that for her. And, you know, she we would do exchanges. She would do reading for me. I got to take courses. So it's it's been good. Um, and she, so I would ask her too. I was like, should I start? Should I have a website? She's like, yes, have a website. And um, so shortly i think after i started doing that how did i get i'm trying to remember how it started um a friend of mine who was in that writing class with me saw that i had started an editing business if you want to call it and she reached out to me and said could you proofread my book and she she's a obviously she was an editor too freelance or you know worked for different companies and stuff and and a writer obviously and i was like okay and that was kind of, I think, my first paying gig. Um, and then um, I took, actually, Michelle hooked me up with someone she knew that wanted to write a book and was trying to get him moving on it. And so she referred me to him and we've, we're still working together. <laughs> it's been like two years, but it's coming along. The book has changed. Originally, it was supposed to be a short children's book, but no, it's going to be like a series probably. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. I fine. had a, my last yeah. guest was a, is it in a book publishing in the book publishing industry and has, and if you guys haven't seen that show, you'll, you'll need to check that one out. Man and mm-hmm. Wogan uh, is going to, talks about how to make money doing that. So I love that you're helping other authors create, take their little baby and just publish it. Just, just wipe yeah. off. Little, yeah. Just, I mean, it's with, with this one, it's a little more, I have a little more creative, uh, or creativity with it because he really needed that like input. I don't think, I mean, maybe he'd written before, but not really. The, um, and so I've noticed his writing has gotten even better as we've gone along, like more details. He'll a lot of times just put in like what happened and what they said. And then I'll like fill it in with body movements, faces, you know, background, whatever. Um, it's really, really fun. Um, and then so that summer or toward the end of the summer, this one podcast that I listened to is called The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Um, Jeff Dollar is, is his name. Their last name is Dollar. And he was a big radio guy in Atlanta. Um, and then he ended up, apparently you get fired a lot in radio when you move around. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've <laughs> had, fired, like, I've had radio <laughs> host guests before or clients before. I hear about that a lot. Yeah. So he decided to, he's like, well, they never said anything about starting a podcast. And he started a podcast and they got a huge following, especially in Atlanta. They have a huge following. Anyway, I would listen to them and he decided to do a podcast course. He's like, people ask me for advice all the time and how to start one. So anyway, he I did his course and 
he knew I was doing editing. Actually, I helped write the description of their podcast. That's a whole other story, but it was just kind of, it just happened. Like I just, he, he mentioned it on the podcast and I was like, well, I have a description for you. And I just kind of sent it to him and he ended up using it. Um, but so through his course, he actually referred me as someone who could help people with their just podcast descriptions if they needed it. Also, um, like show notes and things like that. So out of that, I got a tiny bit of business and nothing is ever huge, but I don't mind. I love doing it. And also it's giving me experience and how to, and even that whole, I've never owned a business or, or dealt with people like that. So asking like what to charge and being confident with that, that is definitely the most one of the most was one of the most like uncomfortable things for me I was like uh and you get that I hate this term but it, I don't know how to describe it that imposter syndrome thing where you're totally. like I don't asking? hate that term <laughs> I think that's <laughs> a real thing and I love what you're describing because it is is the number one problem that with I worked with clients that stops people from doing a business because there's two things that people get tripped over they get tripped over the name which by the mm -hmm. way should just be just always just start with your own name and then yeah. they get tripped on how much do I charge or how do I charge? How do I ask for money? This is when I get a lot is how do I ask for money when get, spirit gave me this psychic ability? How do I ask for money? Mm. God gave me that. I'm like, God gave you hands too, you know? Yeah. It's okay to asking for money to build somebody's house. Um, yeah. So I love that you're, you're sort of moving now into the YouTuber. And I love that you you actually, you know, I'm a producer and a co-host. Tell me about <laughs> the podcast. Tell me about Sorry. this. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, I know it's a long story long. Um, so that's kind of what led to. So with that course, what he, you know, when I, I, I had actually communicated with him before I actually signed up for it. And I said, I love podcasts and I respect it. And I would love to do one because I love to talk. And I really love the whole power of the voice that you can listen to something and be taken somewhere and be able to visualize it without looking at anything. I also like the convenience of it where you can be cleaning, you can be doing other things, but still be listening. So anyway, I had said, I don't know what to do it about if I were to do a podcast. He's like, that's okay. You could still take the class, whatever. So during the class, he said, you know, I was worried about what to do and what other people do. He goes, think about something you really love, like you love to talk about. And I was like, oh, I love. And I, would text with my friend, not a ton of friends, but like a, a handful of them about certain HBO shows, like, oh, you know, like going back and forth and like, do you see that? Da, 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 da. Like I, maybe they watched it before me and binged it. And then I was binging it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was, um, oh my gosh. Ah, it was the huge, this is why I got HBO. And I was refusing. I was like, I am not going to get HBO. It's so expensive. I think it's something from when I was little. It was like, I know. Cause it's not, I'm like, I know I had the same it's thing. Not. I was like, my parents were like, this is so expensive. And then you realize it's only like 15 bucks a month. And that's for the premium of the premium. Like, wait a minute. That's like two and a half lattes. I, I know it's not that bad. And I was like, I'm going to do the free trial and watch my, why can't I think I keep thinking it's called the, it's not called the unforgiven. It's, it was with um, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. It was a limited oh, series I based off a book. Yeah. Somebody's and... yelling it right now at their computer. Yeah. Somebody is yelling, <laughs> probably several people who know what it is. It'll, it'll the undoing. The there undoing. you go. Okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so that's what got me to get HBO and, you know, watch that. I loved it. And anyway, so when he was talking about what do you love? And I was like, I love HBO shows and I love to talk about their limited series. And I was like, oh, I could do it on limited series because it's kind of like a book because there's a begin there's a beginning, there's an end, and that's it. Like you would just review. I was like, I'm only going to do limited series. And 
that's not what happened. But but well, that's um, like two. How many shows would that be, Jackie? I know. I think I was trying to be like too niche. Yeah, and so I also did. I wasn't going to do it by myself because I really didn't think to, me talking about a show. So I have a one of my you know best friends at work. Um, she's actually a psychologist, a school psychologist, and we we work a lot together. And we work very well together. We do, we do the announcements at school. And, you know, we go back and forth and stuff. Some people absolutely love us. <laughs> I'm sure some people get annoyed by us. Um, but we've had, like, people who are there, like, a parent's there or something. They're like, do you guys rehearse? <laughs> so anyway, I said, hey. And she's she's a ham. She's not shy at all. So I said, do you want to do a podcast with me? She's like, okay. So, you know, we, we took his – I think he gave – always gave great advice. The sound on his podcast was always amazing. So I went by, you know, his recommendation. I mean, I felt like I could not veer off anything he said because I knew nothing about any of this. So he walked you through the RSS feed, how to do that. Well, anyway. Um, so yeah, so we started Home Bodies Only, HBO. Now it's called Max, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Probably happened just after you guys got that. Yep. Yeah, a little wild. Yeah. Um, my husband came up with it because I was like, what can we do that's like HBO? And we were, she and I were coming up with stuff that was crazy. And he just like, how about Home Buddies Only? We're like, oh yeah. So um, we started that. It was October of 2021. And we did start with a limited series. We started with, um, oh my gosh, why am I? What's <laughs> Scenes from a Marriage, hmm, um, which was four episodes. And then- I think while that, while we were doing that one, it had already aired and everything. Um, I was seeing previews for Sex Lives of College Girls. And geez. I was like, what? I said, geez, I said, you went from yeah. some pretty extreme I know. Oh, it's shows. All over the place. Well, I kept seeing the preview for it. And I was like, this looks like funny. And it's very, you know, Scenes from a Marriage is very intense. So I think I sent, I sent my co-host Diana, her name is, I sent her the the preview, the trailer. And I was like, we got to do this. It's a Mindy Kaling thing. I said, I don't know though, if it's limited or not. And they weren't saying, cause I don't think they know either. I was like, if it has another season, whatever, you know? So we did that one next. And that one, we got quite a bit of downloads. Like they, that kind of spoiled us because I just expected it to always be like that. Like, I was like, Oh, cool. You know, like now we're not getting <laughs> that many. So but it really, it it kind of took off. I don't know if there was no other podcast. They, they had a big following pretty quickly. Not that we really went viral or made money from it, but it, it got a lot of listens. So basically from there, you know, we if there was a new, we only did like new shows. We've only done like shows that were new. Um, we, we did The Staircase limited series. That was um, really good, by the way. Yeah. If you guys haven't yeah. seen that one, you should watch that. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I could name them all but yeah you, i know yeah. there's probably like That's 20 i could think of, hbo always does have some really good content and i'm always like yeah. wow who how come how come regular television can't have i know stuff right? like the wire i mean yeah oh yeah, yeah. i'm with you on that yeah so um, then um i don't know if you want me to get into why how and then i can stop <laughs> oh. um basically this so how what happened now is why i start so we i started to upload our it was audio only when we first started recording, we were only doing audio and I up started to upload them to YouTube. I don't remember. I think somehow she didn't tell me to, but somehow it was through Michelle Mache. She, she, I, I was helping her upload her podcast to YouTube. And I asked a friend who's much younger than me. 
more in the, in the know of stuff. And I said, should I upload my episodes to YouTube? He goes, yeah. He said, YouTube is like basically a search engine. You know, he's like, people just put it on. Totally you know, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I should do that. So I started to do that. And then we started to record with video. Um, And I was like, oh, I can, you know, just keep learning and learning and learning. And he helped me too with editing and GarageBand. I was, I was so afraid. I did not know how to edit. I didn't know how to add music to the audio. I had no clue. And I was so scared of it. Like I was going to mess something up. And so we would, our first episodes that we would record, like scenes from a marriage, we were so, I felt like I must've recorded like frozen because I was so worried if it got, you know, something happened. My son walked in or somebody, you know, made a noise anyway. Um, so uh, the, I, we started to interview some people and I really liked to interview and I was like, I really like this. So we put out a little ad um, asking if people, we wanted like entrepreneurs, uh, you know, local small business owners, artists, musicians, et cetera, in our area. I live in areas called Hudson Valley. Um, I said, if you want to join us and review, recap an episode, it's an HBO show, you know, very specific. So I got, and I paid for an ad and everything, and I got a lot of, of messages. And I was like, wow, people were really interested. But a lot of the people either didn't have HBO or didn't watch the shows we were talking about. And I was like, hmm. So basically came up with um, a, an interview series of entrepreneurs, self-made people basically, but we'd recap their favorite series from any platform. Um, and my co-host for the other podcast was like, it's too much, you know, it's just too much for me. So, um, so that's how I started that. Well, it's interesting that you bring up something that, <laughs> so here you are, you're creating this podcast and you, you could have just made it just talking to entrepreneurs, which is kind of the focus of mine, but here you add an element of TV to it as well. So now you've got people interested in your show who are interested in what an entrepreneur's take on life is. And then also, Hey, what did you, what did you think about that episode last night of survivor or whatever it is that they watched? Yeah. Right. I love how you've kind of gathered this and made it almost like the water cooler conversations that that those of us who work from home kind of miss. Like mm. I will, I'm speaking for myself here, but but that's the one thing when I had a, a job job, I could just just be talking about stupid stuff with somebody yeah. at the water cooler, and I can see those conversations were kind of interesting to watch because I'd see other people talk about interesting stuff on TV, and I can <laughs> see where there would be a niche in that people would watch that because they're interested in both things. Is that, right. has that kind of been your experience? Yeah. I think it, it's interesting with different people, different. I know I have different viewers maybe for each one sometimes. Yeah. And are they coming for the show or they're coming for the person? I'm not always sure. Um, I who also cares, too, right? I, who cares? Yeah. No. <laughs> who cares? What I like about talking about a show is you really bond with the guest. Um, you have, you know, you, you're obviously you're talking about the same thing. And it just, it, it immediately breaks the ice. There's immediate relaxing because you're, you're talking about something that they know about. Definitely no, no surprises. Cause well, a lot of people don't ask for the questions ahead of time, but so I like that too. There's a little bit of like a connection there. If they're not someone that I was friends with, you know, before the for the interview. I, I love this idea like too, too, of the, the sort of shared human experience that somebody in you know, Encinitas, California, and somebody in the Hudson Valley in New York has 
because we watch it on TV, you know, because we all can kind of yeah. play to it. And it does, I can see we're having these conversations can show people how people think, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the show that I love the most on HBO, that one scene that I love from The Wire where they use the F word over and over again, <laughs> I'm sure that probably says something about my personality that I think that's <laughs> the best scene ever filmed on TV. <laughs> and I, it'd be interesting to see, I mentioned if you're you're getting to know people by what they like. They choose. It's also interesting to me when you're talking about, you know, the speech pathology, I'm going to guess that the speech pathology business, part of it, job, sorry, job, job, you're doing a lot of interviewing when you're talking to kids, right? You know, you're not calling it that, but I imagine that a lot of the skills that you learned talking to children, trying to get them to open up so that you can hear their voice is probably a big part of the skills that you're using to create this podcast. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And these are children, you know, I work with children, some it's on articulation, it's they can't make their sounds. So I'm trying to help them make their sounds better. But a lot of them too, they have expressive language or receptive language disorders, where they might, you know, with the sentence structure, a little disjointed, or they what we call circumlocute, where they talk around a topic, and but they they're not getting to it. It's like a word finding thing. So I'm really trying to listen to them and almost dissect and be like, oh, I know what you mean, you know. So I mean that's much harder than than talking to someone who obviously can express themselves. So definitely, I hadn't thought about that, but um, yeah, and it and it is trying to also get them to open up and be comfortable and ask, to be honest, the right questions from them that's not demanding or, you know, that I think I will get them to open up in the way I want them to or or be able to explain to them or they will understand what I'm asking. So yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. The only reason I compare is that I'm like, you know, giving them a voice or letting them have a voice and express themselves. Sorry. Well, I love what you're saying because, you know, I'm always telling you, I talked to my passion is helping people create a side hustle. I would love to have people have a side hustle job in a business that somebody else is paying for their health insurance, which which is really, (laughs) really nice. I'm just saying it's really nice, (laughs) but a lot of people are are always kind of stuck on this. What could my side hustle be? And in your Mm. case, looking at the things that you're doing already, maybe maybe you, you don't start a, a speech pathology business, right? But you're right. doing something where you're listening to the words, you're paying attention to sentence structure. Mm-hmm. This is your editing business. You're paying right. attention to how people say things. This is your interviewing business. It, it helps to kind of show people what then the side hustle really should be. It's, yeah. it's never, it's honestly, it's just usually not that far afield from what they're actually already doing right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 If it's so different, that's going to be hard, um, you know. Um, And with the editing too, I try to keep their voice, Mm -hmm. even if I want to change some things, but I want to try to keep, make sure they come through. Um, You know, like when you're, helping a child to find the words you don't want to talk for them. And that's very hard. <laughs> I can see that being a problem. I can imagine that. Yeah. I yeah. imagine you wanted to, to, to child to still have child vo- vocabulary, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just, and not assume what their answer is. That's always, that's hard too. And, and I mean, a big part of though, though, on the other end of that with children is you model for them. So they repeat it back. So they at least are getting like, 
say question structure, a lot of times they'll reverse words, you know, and they'll put the what at the end or, or I am, you know, they'll say it like a sentence. So you always model the correct structure. So you are kind of providing the voice for them. So that's, you get, there's like a fine line there. You want to keep it. See that. And I can also imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong here, and imagine, uh, Jackie, that you're using a lot of your intuition, whether you call it that or not, in this process to kind of get a feel Mm -hmm. for, okay, what can I say to this child to get them to talk to me? Yeah. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) I don't usually have that much trouble. There is one student that's a little tricky, but (laughs) we play a lot of games and they can see the games when they walk in. So (laughs) I have prizes. I'm not, you know, I, I, they get stickers and they earn a prize. I mean- you're not uh, above I, bribery, are you? No. When I first started at the elementary level, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, they're going to work as a group. And every time they do, you know, they work well as a group, they're going to put, uh, I had these like pebbles, they were glass pebbles in a jar. And when it fills to a certain point, then they can, whatever, I don't even remember. Well, that really, I was like, <laughs> the next year. I I love love when people are willing to be flexible, right? Because we go into the situation where it's going to look like this. It's going to have these many dots. It's going to have this. And this is what we're going to do. And that's it. And that's the kiss of death for business, right? When you go into it with this really solid, but in your case, you're like, yeah, it worked sometimes. And it didn't work other times. The stickers (laughs) are better and bribery is good. Because yeah. in life, you get bribery. If I do a really yeah. good job at a job, I get a bonus. Who is that? Yeah. A sticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a sticker yeah, I can yeah, buy yeah. something with. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's but it's funny, too, with working in the school. We get we get observed. Um, and if something, if you're being observed and your plan, if this fantastic plan you made and you have these gorgeous materials, whatever you're doing, and if the kid's like, not getting it you have to change your plan i love it i love that's such a great lesson for business owners too i mean because you know pivoting being able to pivot being able to to say okay well that that i didn't work yeah (laughs) that's no matter what the research says yeah (laughs) so what the research says oh my goodness totally i love that that's so true though isn't it like this is what the textbook said but in reality try to do it now it doesn't Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm What's, yeah. Let's go to your editing business because I know I know that's not a huge chunk of what you you spend a lot of time with, but I can hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about oh, yeah. it. What would you yeah. tell somebody starting to get into the editing business? Because that's a side hustle that you can do in your in your own time, in your pajamas, mm-hmm. in your living room, or yeah. while while you're watching an HBO show, right? <laughs> tell me what you would suggest to somebody who's considering getting into the editing business. You know, it was funny because I had somebody ask me that. I went into a, a local bookstore. I had. I was talking to them about one of the books I worked on that was self-published <clears throat> um, back in April. And I was like, oh, this would be great if we could get it into local bookstores by me. So I went in there and the person who I was talking to who worked there. He was like, how did you start doing it? And he's like, I really want to do that. And I was actually going to put, he was going to put an ad on like, so I don't know. I don't know if he really, if he said Craigslist or not, but something like that and offer for free just no. to try it out. I know. And I Let was me like, talk to him. No, <laughs> I was like, no, I said, to be honest, I just kind of, I said, I, I, I made an Instagram page and then like my friend contacted me. Um, you know, it was, it's, it's been more through who I know the, the person who self-published, um, same Greg wine line. The, the book is called been there taught that and how I found him or how he found me is 
is a funny story. Basically, oh my gosh, there's two summers ago, I get an email um, saying so-and-so, this friend of mine from many, many years ago said, recommended you to join it's called, I think it's called aligned it, or something oh, like that. And yes. Oh, I've that, gotten okay. that email. It's so annoying. Yes. And don't, don't send that to me guys. Just letting you know. <laughs> Keep that. So I'm like, what is this? And it said it's for small business owners. And I'm like, huh, okay. How does he I even, get that I, didn't one, even then. I didn't even think my friend, I was like, does he, how does he know anything that I'm doing editing? But, but maybe, again, maybe you saw my Instagram page. Like I, I have no idea. And I'm like, what is this? And it's, it was free. <clears throat> Although of course you can pay a premium and, I don't right, even right. know, honestly, if it still exists because I have not gotten like anything so from annoying. them. Yeah. So <laughs> it's very, it's very odd to navigate to. It's like a banged up Facebook. Like it's just, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to explain it. So <laughs> I put on there. Their brochure. <laughs> this is a banged up Facebook. I love it. <laughs> this is what an editor would say. It's really a banged up Facebook. <laughs> Jackie, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I went on, I created a profile and not long after, and it, I think they said like, who would you connect with? And I was like, oh, I guess, right. Obviously writers, authors, <clears throat> maybe other editors, whatever I did. Not sh- not too long after that, I think I got a message from this author and he was asking me about my rates and he doesn't live that far away. He lives up kind of in the Albany area and um, he's, he was like, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to shop around. I definitely want you, but I don't have, I'm not going to probably have something for you. It was like for another month or something. Anyway, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that's how I connected with him. Excuse me. I had asked him later on. I said, how did you find me? I mean, he's like, oh, I guess I was halfway through my Guinness. And then uh, I was like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. Answer. I think, no, that's awesome. I think, I think because that we had some connections, like I, I was, I work in a school um, and he was a teacher, obviously. And um, he lived by St. Rose and I went to St. Rose anyway. But so that's how I got connected with him. So I'm not, and I, so I, sorry. So I think for people who want to get into this, I think just start creating the things like create the Instagram page, create the, if you build it, they will come. I mean, and Instagram's free. I I did create a website um, and I don't think I get, to be honest, a ton of hits from that. I'm also, whatever, wherever you put your energy, it does seem to come back. Like I would post more on my Instagram page when I was posting more, just little blurbed, little like grammar tips, like things that are pet peeves of mine, like using the apostrophe S for plural <laughs> drives me nuts. Anyway, like little things that were my, you know, it's not nip it in the butt, it's nip it in the bud. <laughs> Believe me, I've heard that one too many times. I probably um, said it. I, I'm glad we, we talk long enough. You'll hear from me. <laughs> so anyway, um, then it seemed like that I would maybe hear from like my friend who who I had done proofreading for and she had me work on, you know, her workbook. And so I, I, I do think that, I mean, just put it out there. Just put it out there and I don't love- be and don't be afraid. Like if someone and then someone actually gets back to you and says, well, how much are you? Be ready, you know, look it up or yep. whatever, but have a price. I I did start very low because I was like, I I am new at this. So, and I really want the experience of it. Um, so I did start lower. I mean, 
you know, not that I'm going to go so high anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Like I did start on the lower end because I, I want the business and I want, cause I wanted the experience. And well, and I love how you didn't do, you know, you didn't start the, you say on the lower side, as long as you didn't do free, right? Free is no, no skin not in the free. game. But, but yeah, we've all done that. Had that experience where we charged less than we wanted to, because we just needed the experience. We were getting something out of it. We needed the exposure. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that being out there doing things you you're passionate about kind of gets you in front of people. Uh, I will say I to share a story from my own life. Mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of meetup hikes before the you know zombie apocalypse happened. <laughs> and every time I would go on these meetup hikes, I would get a new I would get a new client. And I wasn't trying to. I'm a hypnotherapist and a psychic reader. I wasn't trying to, but just you're chatting with people and they ask you what you do. And then after a while, I realized I probably should bring some business cards. And I was, I would say, if I can offer this advice to everyone, and it sounds like you're kind of saying that too, doing things that you care about puts you in a place of being around people who align to you. So mm-hmm. I was hiking. I love to hike and I would meet people who like to hike too. And there was some camaraderie and a sense mm-hmm. of connection there. And it would always draw in some, some new clients. And I, I loved, I loved that. Um, yeah. Would make money. Yeah. Go it's hiking. Very true. Can you believe it? And I was never trying to trust me that you were crazy. not getting an elevator pitch for me when I go on a hike. It's not, I don't even, I don't care. <laughs> right? right. I have enough right. business. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah. I'll give you, you're welcome to do business with me. Yeah. yeah. Is there any final bits of advice that you could say to somebody kind mm. of in this position of, you know, should I have a job and a business or how about a job and four businesses and please don't make one of those businesses Uber, you know, <laughs> what, what would you say other than that? Um, I think for me, I, the reason I seek out these other areas is, you know, I hate, well, it's the truth. I think that I'm not completely fulfilled with my full-time job. And I'm not saying I hate the job or anything like that. I love it, but I wanted to do other things that fill me up and I wanted to be in control of them. I love that. I love the idea of, yeah, I want, I want to do more. I have other interests as well. And that's one of the great things about a side hustle is that you get to nourish those other interests. And I love the, the, the opportunity with a business to, I say who, I say when, I say how much, not to quote pretty woman, although that was a great line. So I use that it one a lot. Great line. It's a great line. It's a great line. But that's yeah. what's nice about having a business, right? I can decide if somebody's not a good fit. Whereas when I had a job, a customer come in, I didn't like, that was my customer. It didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just thought of something else. Um, also, it's never too late to try. I mean, I'm, I know I'm not that old, but I am 48 and like, for, well, most teachers, you know, they're getting a little closer to retirement age, but I started kind of late, so I'm not <laughs> close. But, um, you know, and at first I felt, I did feel silly. I was like, oh, put things on YouTube. Like, I'm not a YouTuber, like a 15-year-old or whatever. Um, but like, who cares? If yeah. it makes, it makes me so happy. When I hit publish to that, when I click on that and I look, I feel like I'm birthing something. I'm like, I did. You know, I, I always thought I'm like, I'm not a creative person in terms of like, I don't make art. I always thought of that and like, you know, drawing and stuff. But I feel like these videos or these podcasts, um, I feel like I made something. I love or even that. the editing, obviously, too. When I, edit I, I love that. I, I wish I was more like you because I hit the hit the publish button and I have a, like a panic, like, oh, my God, did I, <laughs> I did get the F word out of that video, didn't I? I did. I, this well, is the version that doesn't have the F word, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh, remember, just check it. I'll just check it like eight more times. 
Well, that's so why I, too, like, I always try to publish a few, I mean, or get it in there a few days before it's actually gonna... Totally. Then I can make sure 75 yes. times. <laughs> yes. No ads that I got rid of the F word because YouTube did not like the F word. <laughs> so, no. Jackie, you're awesome. I really appreciate oh, you. you being on the show. And thank, thank you. you so much for this participating. So much fun. This, it is fun. It's fun when people- Thank you look. for having me when I feel like, I was like, I'm not a, like a sole business owner, so- Thank you so much. I'm just kidding. I'm faking it. (laughs) It's part of the imposter syndrome. We all have it. So I'm just going to close with, you know, it's the age of the entrepreneur. Get out there, make it happen. But most importantly, do what Jackie said. Have fun doing it. Do things that you enjoy. Do things that make you happy. Even if initially you're not getting your full exchange, you know. And actually things that that scare you a little too. There you yeah. go. Things that scare you a little bit, like the like the button on YouTube. Like you know? that button. Yeah. <laughs> and editing. And editing. Oh my God. <laughs> and recording and, when you're not sure if you know how to edit. <laughs> and mic problems. <laughs> I have a, I have two bad mics sitting on my desk that you guys can't see because they're not working. <laughs> awesome, Jackie. Thank you so All much. Right. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time and stay tuned. Okay. Bye. Bye.